T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hello, I am Dan Day, and I am full of coffee, which I am not used to nowadays because with the quarantine, I've been getting something like 12, 13 hours of sleep every night, so I haven't needed coffee. But last night, stayed up late watching Sunderland Till I Die on Netflix. I just stayed up late, and I needed that coffee, so I am full of coffee, and now I am in need of a beer and maybe some mango Ritas to kind of level things out we're gonna level things out though throughout the next hour the joe rose show gonna be checking in and talking basketball with rajah bell dan levitard show talking to poison lead singer brett michaels so you know that's gonna get crazy and it's always crazy with hawk and crowder faber glasted is all i can say about that and all i can give you right now is the headlines after virtual meetings nba executives say they are hopeful for a resumption of the season the heat begin individual practices today Free agent cornerback Logan Ryan has signed with the Dolphins over the Jets. Ryan has played with the Patriots and Titans in the past. Arizona Governor Doug Ducey says professional sports can return to his state with no fans beginning Saturday. In wake of coronavirus, MLS is seeking a 20% player pay cut to make ends meet. Inter-Miami still awaits its inaugural home game and home match. After sporting braids and a Canes sweatshirt, Heat guard Tyler Hero claims his look was a Canes thing. Hero played collegiately at Kentucky. The Dolphins have officially come to terms with sixth-round pick Blake Ferguson. The long snapper played at LSU last season. And now it is time to step into the day spa. (sighs) A Boston police officer recently captured an escaped peacock by playing a mating call from his phone. How does that go when he gets home? Honey, why do you have a peacock mating app on your cell? Uh, San Jose streets were recently flooded by over 200 loose goats. Life goes on as usual in California during coronavirus. A woman in Russia celebrated her 100th birthday by being discharged from the hospital after surviving coronavirus. She's my hot mess of the day. Or century. Either way. One Ontario teen has been arrested for driving his dad's car 191 miles per hour on a highway. Look at the bright side. When he gets out of jail, he could have a career as a Formula One driver or as a getaway car driver. Now on to weather. Tonight's forecast, chance of rain, temperatures in the high 70s. In the morning, Joe Rose gets you up like no one else can. Not even like this coffee that I drink and kind of has me going kind of crazy today. 6 to 10 a.m. weekdays. 
you get to hear Joe Rose, Zach Krantz, Hollywood, the whole team make it happen. They were joined today by FIU great Raja Bell. What did they talk about? Oh, basketball, basketball, basketball. Top 15 NBA players of all time. Who do you take, KD or Steph? Shaq or Kobe? Little diving into the last dance. And is he still coaching over at American Heritage? I cannot believe it. When I when I was looking at CBSSports.com, which go to a lot during the day and the night, and I saw the top 15 on the front there, top 15 NBA players all time. So I always kind of look to see who's doing it. And I went, wait a second. I see Rajah Bell, Rip Hamilton, <laughs> Avery Johnson, and staff. And by the way, I thought you guys did a great job, man. I'm almost with you player for player. I, li- I don't know how much time you guys put into it. Rajah, I thought it was great. Yeah, I appreciate that, Joe. You know, that's a hard it, – it, it's hard to do that. I'm not a huge fan of the, of the list because, real talk for me, you have MJ, who I grew up watching, um, and just Revere. You have LeBron. It's hard to argue LeBron not being number two. I'll entertain some of it, but at the end of the day, I put my foot down. LeBron is the second best player. I mean, he's a tank. He can do anything. Like he he, he brings finals appearances to any team he goes to. And then right. after that, I think you could get real fluid in your argument for maybe the next ten guys. You could make an argument for Bird, or you could make an argument for Bill Russell, or you could make an argument for Kobe. And everyone would have to be fair and let you make that argument. And then you know, at the tail end of that, the last three or so guys kind of sneaking in. You had the guys that wanted Barkley and. Alone and, and some of those guys, I thought KD should make it, but that that also is another level of, of player. So it, it was kind of difficult coming to consensus on it, but but my list felt pretty strongly about those are those are my top fifteen. I couldn't agree more on, on one and two, and then from three on, you could really have any sort of. A lot of these guys on here are just we're going to be on the list regardless. I'll ask just about the only other active player on here, Steph Curry. Uh, was there a good debate on trying to get him on this list or not? Because he's the only other active player outside of LeBron, and like you said. There's so many other guys that could sneak in at 13, 14, or 15. Um, But where was Steph Curry in the argument factor with you and the rest of the guys? Yeah, so I didn't have Steph on on my list. And it wasn't a slighted Steph. Again, you're you're splitting hairs when you're talking about, let's say, top 30 NBA players of all time. But he was on most people's lists. Um, The host of the show, EK, didn't have him on his list either. He had had Kevin Durant as well. But I, I can't be mad at the argument. Look, Steph is kind of the one that is given the the media responsibility for revolutionizing the game. I would make the argument that the revolution started before Steph, but he's the media darling, and they're the team that won championships with that style of play. Obviously, you go in any gym now and you see, you know, the three-point shot is more valuable than it's ever been. This, the floor is spaced. It's positionless. There's been a, a, a renaissance of small guards. They're, they're back in the game in full force, and, and it's given a whole generation of kids who are going to be challenged to hit 6-5 their dream back. And so I, I can understand and respect the reason why Steph, you know, made the list. Personally, for me, Kevin Durant is just a, a you know, we give Porzingis the unicorn. Like, KD's a unicorn, man. He's 6'11". He's got right. the skill set of a of a 6'3 player. He he can put you in the post. He can shoot the three. You've got him in the, the mid-post or anywhere in mid-range. He's too long for anyone to contest his shot. And if you put length on him, he goes by it easier than I'd go by my son. So it, it's really KD for me, but I'm not mad at the Steph Hart. You know, it's so funny, Raja, because uh, I always wonder, because some people don't like Kevin Durant. You know, he rubs some people the wrong way, the way he handles social media and his moodiness sometimes. So I always wonder, because you know how writers are sometimes. Like, if they don't like you, 
all of a sudden you're not that good a player, right? It, it can almost cross over. We see it in, in football with certain guys like T.O. and other guys who had to wait. I always wondered, did any of that come into play when you're trying to just stick with skill set, man? Stick with what they do. Nobody verbalized that, Joe, but you know, you know like I know that happens all the time. And it's a shame because, you know, when you're, when you're making a list, like that or any list of grades you're talking about purely ability and where they stack up against their competitors in that regard you're not talking about who gave you the best interview or who was moodier than the next guy like that i just feel like that's it it real like real talk it's a shame when people get into like their feelings being attached to labeling someone a great or an all-time great but it does happen it didn't happen you know this time but i I feel you i've seen it too the other thing we were talking about uh, earlier uh is the kobe and Shaq stuff uh where would you put kobe where would you put Shaq? you have kobe above Shaq I think another list Shaq was just be- just behind Kobe uh but it's it's really tough man because you know you talk about championships you talk about what they meant to the NBA how they kind of were in the NBA did you have on your personal list Shaq above Kobe or Kobe above Shaq? Man, I'd have to check it because they both fell into that category. I believe I right. had Shaq above Kobe slightly. Okay. The reason I did was because Shaq was just I, I played against Kobe and this isn't taking you know anything away from Kobe. But in Kobe in his prime, you could essentially devise a defense to kind of counter what he was going to do. Now he still had success at doing it and his team was still great. But when Shaq was in his prime, there was virtually nothing you could do about it. It didn't matter what type of defense you constructed because he was doing all his work on the block. Whatever other seven-footer you put down there was just too small or too light to handle what Shaq did. And so there was a time when Shaq was in his prime where wherever he went, it was kind of the LeBron effect. Like he was bringing championship aspirations to your town. The Miami Heat are a prime example. Like D-Wade did the heavy lifting late in that in that series, but without Shaq there, they don't get to the finals, right? And uh, what was it, 06? I, you know, I, I think that Shaq in prime was just more of a dominant force than Kobe was. And so for that reason, I had him slightly ahead. Hey, Rajah, real quickly, the MJ documentary, I, I've really enjoyed. I, I've been calling it old school, the way you practice, the way you, you went about business. And I know you're an old school guy. Have you enjoyed the MJ documentary? I've, I've loved it, Joe. It's, you know, it's been great for, for me to relive it. It's been so long since since I've seen some of those games and highlights. It's been great for my, uh, you know, my young sons who, who who play basketball and don't really know their history the way they should to sit sit around and watch it for the for the 20 minutes on end where I could capture their attention because they're so damn relying on their iPhones and stuff like that. But it's been, <laughs> it's been fantastic. <laughs> some of the behind-the-scenes stuff is, is, is just great, too. Like, I mean, not even always in the most flattering way, but it's just real, right? It's what you get, you know, when you're in some of those locker rooms or you're on planes and you're in a competitive environment. Guys are living with each other essentially for, for five and six months a year. It's been pretty cool to watch. Did you ever have a problem with the way MJ talked to the guys or, or got after him during practice? Would that I know it wouldn't have bothered you. Oh, Did you have a problem Joe, with it at oh, all? Joe. Listen, okay, so here's what here's what I'm going to say. Because I've had a few phone calls about this with some of my closer friends. I find with, with leadership, right? Like, there were a few times, if I'm being full disclosure, in the in the documentary where it was it was tough for me. Not, now, look. You fight a teammate because you guys are competing in practice. Like, I'm, I'm with that. Like, it happens. Like, if you're MFing me and yelling at me to get a little tougher and touch that line and bust through the screen and box out, like, all of that is 
constructive. And if you're tough in your delivery, I got to be tough enough to handle that. You're trying to lead me to a championship. I'm cool with that. Some of the times where he was calling dudes out of their names, like sitting on the sides and you know, he was calling Scott Barella ho and stuff like that. Those for me are hard. That That's just me personally now. Like I, I just wasn't built like that. Like I, I would rather you call me by my name for lack of a better way to put it. And right. and if we were competing against each other and we that was in the line of fire, yeah, that stuff happens. But kind of sitting off to the side calling stuff like that, I wouldn't appreciated it. But, you know, the, the physical stuff, the, the having to get into a fight every now and again, you know, that that's the price you pay sometimes for being on great teams. Now, I know that you said your sons are watching kind of the history of this, and I think that's great because this really is a nice, you know, go back in time all the way back to the beginning of Mike up until like that kind of last season, the last dance season. You're going to te- you're gonna show your kids that Scottie Pippen moment where he sat out that game and said, you guys can't ever do this, right? Because look how bad it is. It's still, it's still hitting Scotty, right? I mean, this, yeah. Scotty could have tried to forget about it, and this just punched him right back in the face. God, that's tough, man. I, that's look, the, One of the biggest takeaways from this whole document, just for me, is how poorly it's painting Scotty Pippen, like what right. type of light he's being painted in. And it's just tough because he's an all-time great in his own right. But, like, God, dog. Like, some, like, it was scripted for him to look like a butthead, right? Like, you right. call Tony right. Kukoc's number, some dudes might not have refused to go in the game. But I know a lot of cats that if you don't call their number at the end of the game, they're sulky. And yeah. usually they're vindicated because – the second or third option misses the shot. Tony Kuko <laughs> stepped up and hit the damn shot. <laughs> you know, you're like, God, dog, Scotty can't catch a break. That was crazy Bad, stuff. Hey, right. hey uh, just going to the NBA right now. Uh, so, so they had a vote. Uh, NBA Players Association apparently sent something out. Uh, wanted to know what the players all thought uh, about whether they should restart the season for the four and fifty players. That thing had to be. What do you figure? Ninety something percent. Let's play. What do you think that would go down as, Raja? Yeah, I think you're you're talking about high 80s, low 90s. Um, there there are going to be some guys that either are financially stable enough to not want to risk it, if you will, um, or are just really you know that concerned with you know being infected. But I think for the most part, you know, guys are going to want out there. They're going to want to go out there and compete. It's it's just Joe. You know this, man. Like I try to tell people who haven't played, even collegiate athletes would know this. If you're sitting around during a certain time of year doing nothing, and and your time of of scheduled activity pops up your body's going to feel like it should have something to do. Like, it's just the way it works. You're like, damn, I shouldn't be sitting around here. What's, oh, well, it's October. I'm supposed to be training and getting into training camp. It's the way the way you get conditioned. So these guys are used to be, they're used to competing right now. They're used to being, you know, active and in the trenches and, you know, having it taken away the way it was, I think for obvious uh, and good reasons, guys would, given the opportunity, want to get back out there and compete for the championship. You know, it's going to be a tall task for the NBA to figure out how they're going to protect all of these guys, how they're going to make sure that they keep them contained and and sequestered, I guess, to some degree, so that, uh, you know, you're not risking infection from a lot of outside sources. Uh, and quite frankly, I, I heard, you know, somebody on, on ESPN, the other, I think it was Windhorse, say he might not want to be the first league back out in front of it because the first couple are probably going to make some huge mistakes. So the NBA's right. got to factor all of that into their decision, but I am not surprised the guys want to get back out there and hoop. It's an interesting situation, too, because I know that Adam Silver told uh, everyone on the call, if a positive test would shut us down, we probably shouldn't go down that path yet. Like you said, upper 80s, 90% still want to try to finish up what's going on with the season. I know a lot of guys... Because we're just about in the playoffs anyway. Uh, I just want to go back real quickly to the Jordan documentary. What do you think 
about the Isaiah Thomas stuff because this came I, I, same thing with Scotty. You kind of wanted to shut this down a hundred years ago and not go back to this. Now all of a sudden Isaiah Thomas and those Detroit Pistons, but specifically Isaiah, right back in the news of nobody liked this guy. Obviously, tough card for Isaiah. Man, I'm a Isaiah fan. He was. <laughs> At FIU, and I got to know him a little bit, and I grew up in the Virgin Islands, so we didn't get every NBA game at the time. And so pre-MJ and those Bulls taking over, like, I was a Pistons fan because, you know, they were locking horns with the, the Celtics and, and the Lakers, and those were the games that we got. And I really grew up watching, you know, that tough-nosed style of basketball. So I, I, I love those teams. And I think there's some truth to what Isaiah said. Like, I, was, it a, was it a bad look by today's standards? Yeah, like, it was a bad look. I think we can all agree. I mean, you can't say anything now without getting slaughtered for being socially irresponsible. Or <laughs> right, that's, right, the, right. that's the day and age we live in. Like for those days, the way that game was played, it was a virtual war out there every night. I don't think it was that crazy for those dudes to walk off and not shake a hand. Like that's just my opinion. Like terrible look, but I don't know that that's something that should have cost that man like playing on the dream team. If it did, I don't know that it did or it didn't. Definitely tough for Isaiah to have to relive it. And then I felt terrible that he had to go on first take and get up and he was oh, defending himself right, right. and there it, that was hard to watch that was awkward i'm with you god that was terrible and he's got Jalen rose going hey man i love you man and you represent you don't have to apologize and and he sacked like he was still beaten up from what happened and meanwhile he got all these guys going listen he he deserved to be on the team but i don't want to be with him for a couple of weeks he ain't fitting in my car it was like, <laughs> hey, that, hey, <laughs> that's tough hey look joe hey but Real talk. Again, we'll go back to kids. Like, I have something. Well, my middle son is, is a little bit more of a handful personality-wise than your average bear. But he's a hell of a player. But he's, he's a tough, you know, guy. And he's really demanding on how he wants stuff. And it's good to have those type of things where I could show him, this isn't just dad talking to you because right. that's my job. Look, this costs people, man. Like, if you can't get along to some degree, be likable, like, it, it could cost you. It costs an all-time great. Like, that's one of the top two guards ever to play the game. And they left him out because people didn't right. get down with him. So, I, again, yeah. that all, you know, it comes back to being able to watch it with my kids and show them stuff like that. That's great. Hey, by the way, real quickly, you still American Heritage Plantation? Well, I mean, if we open up again, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're we're over there. We're, what we're doing now, like everybody else, man. I kids like you know Zoom conference numbers and stuff like that for different guys that are doing you know individual work online and just trying to keep them busy and stuff like that. But yeah, we we are trying to figure out from a high school from the high school level like what this looks like and that. I mean, if the NBA and those guys are having trouble, high school's got a lot more sports and oh, and less facilities, and it, it's going to be really difficult. Roger, thank you, man. It's been great having you. I promise you, we're not going to bug you for a while now. We're going to give you more time with your family. But thank you, man. <laughs> it's all good, guys. Thanks. Not to pile it on, but I never really liked Isaiah Thomas either. Do like Rajah Bell and the Joe Rose Show, so be sure to download the podcast for that show, this show, any of the shows you hear on 560 The Joe at WQAM.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts for absolutely free. Also, got to love Dan the Man Levitard. We're going to check in with him in just a few minutes. All, you know, band on the bus, crew on the bus, someone crawling around in the ground looking for bits of uh, substance that might have been fallen off the table uh, with a few rolled up dollar bills. There may have been some beer bottles broken. Uh, a lot of beautiful women traveled on to the next city, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. It was good. Sounds good. Brett Michaels, lead singer of Poison, telling stories next on the Best of the Joe Show. <laughs> 
Welcome back to the Best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter at Dan Day Radio, where you can always step into the day spa. And a lot of other cool stuff. Trust me, I will make it worth your while. You hear the music? Can only mean one thing. The Dan Levitard Show earlier today, joined by Poison lead singer Brett Michaels. Oh, nothing but a good time. He's just not a reality TV star. He is a rock star. His new book goes beyond what you know about poison and kind of takes you behind the scenes. Plus, stories of drugs, sex, fights, and rock and roll. Yes, please. He's the front man for Poison. Poison sold more than 45,000, uh, 45 million records. Excuse me. Brett Michaels with us on ESPN Radio. He's got a new book out. Brett, thank you uh, for making the time for us. Uh, when you explored the idea of writing this, how vulnerable did you decide to go? How much of your life uh, did you chronicle here? And uh, did you go to many of the places that were hard to go to? I uh, just wanted to say on this book, um, I, I've been writing it for a while, and I, I handwrote every single note, and I decided to step outside of behind the music and some of the stuff that's been out there for years and years and just do a deep dive in growing up in Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and then uh, my dad was in the military, so we moved around a bit. We ended up at the Inland Naval Depot in Mechanicsburg or Harrisburg. But I just talk about all the things that goes behind ever even getting to a chance to play on the stage. And it, it does a deep dive, and it's the reason I wrote it in volumes is it, it stays current. It stays, I even wrote as close up to what's going on right now in the world as the new opening of the book, and I got to write about the crazy uh, time I had on The Masked Singer, uh, going all the way back to being born, uh, you know, and just randomly going through the stories and the pictures. You're aware, though, Brett, that what people will want from this is the sex and the drugs, right? Oh, there's plenty of that in there. We, you got to have both, but I said... The, the thing is, though, you got to do it in volumes for me, because a lot of that has been out there. The chronicles of the fist fights with me and CC, the, the sex, the drugs, the backstage parties, and then diving into both the youth, the party, the craziness, the insanity. And then it tells you the moment of impact. When you write something yourself, you're able to discuss exactly what was happening, what you were thinking before it, after it. I was even going down to where I take the pieces of paper. And if it was back to the Polaroid days, I was literally scotch tape. Him, scotch tape them on to the timestamp, the moment of the story. Tell us about the fistfights. Uh, they were good. They were good. Me and Cece, we had, you know, when people talk about a fistfight, I'm not talking about a couple of those chest bump, push shove. I'm talking about knockdown, drag out, New Orleans style fistfight. One of our best ones, we were at Archie Manning's bar. He had a bar in New Orleans. And then all of a sudden, me and Cece had a few words. And we just listened. The truth is, we're like brothers. You're on the road every day together. And eventually, the littlest thing can throw you. And we started arguing about something, whether it was a song in the set list, somebody at the bar, whatever it was, a sports team. And uh, the next thing you know, we were going at it. They separated us, went back to the hotel, and then threw down. Uh, the elevator door opened. CeCe did one of the best 
best, I'm going to say, true wrestling slash UFC moves I've ever seen. Took me down. I got up. We At the end of it, it, it we uh, I'll say this. I lost a tooth. I broke his nose. Uh, and it was a good fight. It was a good fight. <laughs> Brett Michaels with us on ESPN Radio. A poison frontman. Check out his biography because he's got a new one out. It's, uh, it's called, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, is it uh, Brett Michaels' Scrapography? Yeah, it's autoscrapography, and for lack of a better, I won't give you the long-winded version. It's basically an autobiographical scrapbook diary that I just hand-wrote myself, and it talks about everything. And I grew up, funny chapter I think we sent to you all was, you know, I, I called it plywood paneling in the rock jock. So my room has a poster of Terry Bradshaw on one side of my shoulder and Jimmy Page on the other side. And I had to panel it because I put a thousand scotch tape photos on my dad's freshly painted wall. That didn't go over big. So I panel over it and I said, I grew up loving sports and music. And uh, and it's funny that both right now I am truly when it is healthy, safe and, and we're ready. I cannot wait not wait to get to a sporting whether baseball football in the preseason and i'm just ready give us a couple of the details brett on uh, that you would use to illustrate just how reckless poison was in the early days well let me let me say this reckless then reckless now because i love to party and have a good time and i think when you're hands-on like our band you got to remember a lot of people forget this poison was truly an independent band like when i say we came from pennsylvania drove across the country we were living at daily then and now. And it was the greatest thing that happened to us as we kept all of our publishing and our own record label, Cyanide Music. And our signing day, our, our super mega party signing day on an independent record was us setting on the ground. This is no lie. El Segundo, California in a warehouse, shrink wrapping our albums. That's That was our signing day. And then we would just go out and every party, because at first you don't have tour buses, you're driving yourself. And then when the tour buses came, it got out of control because now you have time between cities to party insanely. And one of the stories on there is called going down the, the road on a crazy bus. And it it's just one of many occasions, but you take a moment, it gives you a snapshot of the insanity going on in the bus. and But I just thought it was a good time. To me, I didn't look at it like that. It was actually normal. You know what I mean? Having a good party, and then it just flips out of control. Uh, describe that for us, please. Yes, <laughs> here we go. All right, so uh, I, I know what you're looking for. So let's just say this. There is uh, all, you know, band on the bus, crew on the bus, someone crawling around in the ground looking for bits of uh, substance that might have been falling off the table uh, with a few rolled-up dollar bills. There may have been some beer bottles broken. Uh, a lot of beautiful women traveled on to the next city, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. It was good. When uh, when, and how did your life change, or did you realize that your life had changed from the from the beginning to the parts that would get tempting? Uh, well, it doesn't – I don't know that you ever know there's a graduation day. It's sort of just – if you go out there and you love what you're doing, I mean, I still throw the best – I'm telling you, one of the best parties backstage. I meet the fans. Um, we, we have a great time. I treat them great. They come out. You know, it goes from the, the backstage, and then if it's going to go on, it goes out to the party. But as a lifelong, I say – this a type one diabetic i had to find a balance in there and i think that's probably the best thing that's happened to me is it saved me when a lot of my friends went down off the edge being a type one diabetic and five injections a day since i've been six it, it pulled me back enough to be able to enjoy it but kind of find a little bit of a balance in there to have the, the longevity and if all gets healthy be out on the stadium tour with Def leopard and poison and motley and joan jet if and when you know it's healthy for the fans the bands the crew everybody 
everybody. When and how, again, the name uh, of the book is Auto Scrapography, uh, Brett Michaels, Auto Scrapography. Uh, when would you say was the reckless time? When would you say was the dangerous time in, in the history of poison where you were able to stand back from it, observe it, and be like, man, this this is a bit out of control. Yeah, I would say that was definitely 89 into 92. About about 88, 89 ran into 92 where where there's a moment where I literally wrote there when it becomes this is what I said, when it becomes normal that you lift your legs, you're you're watching Scarface, you're cranking up music, there's people you have no idea who they are traveling with you to the next city and everyone's partying, listening to music. In the moment you're loving it, but when that becomes normal when throwing up drunk uh, crawling around in the ground looking for crumbs of whatever wonderful white cocaine was laying on the ground uh, that they had lost on a when the bus would bounce. Uh, you know, and you go, this is, this is normal. Then you, then you go, it may be a little out of control. What was the bigger problem, booze or drugs? You know, for each individual person, it was a different, uh, let's say a different substance, but I I would combine both of those. I I would say both. Is there anything that you found particularly scary from within that? Like whether it was happening to you or happening to one of your bandmates? Yeah, well, this is as a friend, um, even though people talk about the fist fights, all of us are best friends. We grew up together. Uh, we fought through all this together. And I think the toughest thing is when you watch somebody start to lose control, when you would watch whether one of the band members, one of your crew, that was literally starting to turn gray. We call it ashen gray. And you know it's bad. That That's when it starts to hit you as a friend. You, you know, you realize it's a party, but the good times gone to a really sort of an, an ugly bad time and and now they're unhealthy and addicted and that's that's when it gets as a friend you go nah enough's enough man we gotta we gotta get them figured out or it's gonna go bad and i know all of us have been there but it's tough to watch it happen to somebody brett michaels auto scrapography uh, details all of this stuff in a way that is visual and you can uh really get an intimate portrait of what it is that was happening there uh the the sex part of the life style when you hear some of the stories backstage of the demeaning of women was there any point where you were looking around and saying this isn't right what it is that we're doing around here well let me correct that right away there was no demeaning it was a party music's primitive and i've said this very openly in the book it was there was no like demeaning of it they'd come to the shows we party have a great time no one was cohorsed forced it was just everyone having a good time and i think then just a little more accepted than it is now but like i said i mean music it takes different turns and different things but it, i think all of it was it to me it was a good time people were having a great time and and that's just the way we left it then and now people no one's forced to come back there no one's being put down everyone's just having a party i was just sort of thinking of the stories where band uh, members not yours necessarily throw cold cuts at women you've heard i mean you certainly know all of these stories like that that you guys didn't partake in this does not mean that at that time there weren't a whole lot of people partaking in the demeaning of course you hear of them but that stuff i don't mean to be that guy but that stuff goes on even now with the even current music things that are happening whether that does for us for me i can only speak for again for me just not that's not my scene that's not that's not there was nothing about demeaning somebody as i said in the beginning of the book mine's about thank you gratitude happy to be doing what i love and having a great time and that party uh, you know is fun it's awesome everyone's having an awesome time and 
I think that's what it details. But each person has to tell their own story. For me, there's no part of me that got off putting someone down, whether it's a human or anything, just not my. So 88 to 92 was the heyday, a little bit after the 86 Celtics and before the 97 Bulls, which begs the question, Brett, 86 Celtics versus 97 Bulls, who wins? Boy, that's a tough one. I'm watching the whole, they're they're having a whole breakdown on that right now. And and I'm trying to, I'm trying to watch both, but that, that would be. Well, it has been, but that would be a game of insanity right there. Two of the greatest teams ever. Yep. Who wins, though? Brett, no, stop. Just stop. Brett, know. thank you. For, thank you. Yeah, no, we yes. don't know. Good answer. That's a good answer, Brett. Thank you. I don't know. It didn't that, happen. I mean, I didn't excellent. see it. So, yeah. That's right. That's thank exactly you guys right. For having me That's on, exactly man. right. Brett Michaels' auto scrapography is available now. <laughs> you should see the smile on Stugatz's face. <laughs> Stugatz never missed a chance to ask that question at the end. Kind of got to respect that. And you got to respect Brett Michaels, lead singer of Poison, his book talking about working hard and then having nothing but a good time. Always having nothing but a good time with the Hawk and Crowder show weekdays here on 560 The Joe. Here's a little flavor from that. Bro, you can't use the alarm didn't go off. The alarm did not go off. I, I promise you on everything that I own, the alarm didn't go off. I'm I'm fabriglassed. What are you? <laughs> what are you again? No! Five minutes till that on the best of the Joe show. This is the best of the Joe show running back. Some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan day. Happy birthday to one Hootie of Hootie and the Blowfish, AKA Darius Rucker, 54 huge dolphins fan. Let's listen in. Ah, there you have it, Hawk and Crowder. They kind of piggyback on that. Also, some Mike Bibby hate. Fighting Rodman. Hawk once almost did it. I promise you, he'll tell you about it. Apple pie, check yes or no, and Faberglasted. The Hawkman and Crowder simulcast on a Wednesday. This is a huge Dolphins fan right here, Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. He's celebrating a birthday today. Crank it up for a second there, Solana. You ever see him around the Dolphins facility when you played? Yes, and I didn't know who he was until somebody told me. Really? Yeah, I didn't know Hootie. And I knew of Hootie and the Blowfish, but I didn't know what they looked like or, you know, especially I didn't know the dude was black. And then one day at practice, he was there and everybody kept, you know, all the administrators going up to him. And I was like, who the, I thought he was like a partial owner or something of the team. And then they were like, man, that's Hootie, that's Hootie. And I was like, oh, okay, well, congratulations. <laughs> I don't know if that's the proper response. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, Darius Rucker celebrating a birthday today. He's 54 years old. We have a huge celebrity birthday today. I'll get to it in a second. Teron Matthew uh, is 28 today. P.K. Subban, that's your guy. That's my dude. He gives people He's hell. 31 today. Mike Bibby, that's your guy, Solana. I hate that guy. I think I that's the opposite of Why do you guy. hate Mike Bibby? Mount Rushmore of uh, the Heat players I hate the most. Mike Bibby. Really? Why? Uh, I mean, awful in 2011. Just, uh, he was, uh, we, we would have been much, the Heat would have been much better off with Mario Chalmers starting instead of Mike Bibby. I never want to see Mike Bibby's face ever again. Who's the, like, who's the most uh, disliked Heat player? Like, who would be the Mount Rushmore? Because mm. Josh McRoberts has to be on there, yeah. right? Josh McRoberts. Not because he wasn't likable personally, but it was such a waste of our time and money and <laughs> everything about Josh McRoberts was a waste. 
Josh McRoberts. Yeah, photo shoot. Mike Bibby, Ricky Davis, and Jermaine O'Neal. I think that's Ricky my. Ricky Davis is a good one. <laughs> Ricky Davis is a good one. <laughs> I think that's my top four. Um, man, I don't know if Mike Bibby cracks my Mount Rushmore. I'd have to think about this a little bit. Mike uh, Bibby Mike... had he had accident tattoos. <laughs> His tattoos seemed like he woke up and they were there. What is this? What's going Mike, on here? Uh, Mike Bibby's forty-two. Our friend Pusha T. <laughs> How old Pusha? Pusha T is 43. <laughs> Still arguing with people. <laughs> Pusha T. Oh, Pusha T, that's two words. <laughs> you had that? When was that? Pusha T. Pusha T. <laughs> oh, Pusha T, that's two words. <laughs> that's, always, yeah. that's always a funny bit. I wish. Why didn't you remind me that before I did the birthdays? Uh, Stephen Colbert, he is 56. Dennis Rodman is 59. Makes me think of my story uh, where I almost fought Dennis Rodman inside the cheetah. And uh, Stevie Wonder is 70. Were you there when I almost fought Dennis Rodman? No, I we I we were cool, but I was Vic. Y'all were there. I actually got oh, an invite right, right, that right, night, right, and right, I couldn't right. make it. And that's when yeah. you when Vic went over there. I was and, there uh, with Victor Bermudez, um, uh, Jim DeJoseph, Chuck Metzger. I think Zach was there. Zach Krantz. That's a lot of man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's with. that's why I felt okay. Yeah, yeah. Because Dennis know, Rodman do- do- is Dr. a Chuck's huge what? dude. Doctor Chuck's, Chuck's a big dude. Jim DeJoseph's a big dude. Yeah. Then Vic Bermudez is all roided up. Zach's yeah. a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all were set. Congratulations. So there you go. Uh, let's get headlines. Before we do anything, let's get headlines with our own Alejandro Solana. Cool news for Canes fans. ESPN will air the 2002 UMFSU game at 7 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, they're uh, going to be airing a UMFSU rivalry marathon across its networks tonight, 6 p.m. after the Hawk and Crowder show on ACC Network. It's the U documentary. Let's go. NBA owners and executives, they're feeling hopeful for a return to play after a virtual call with Commissioner Adam Silver yesterday. Let's go. Howard prosecutors have dropped (laughs) domestic violence charges against former Miami Dolphins and UM running back Mark Walton. Let's go. Hope, hope he gets him a job, man. I hope Mark gets yeah. him a job. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, he's had plenty of chances. I really wish he would have made a go of it here in Miami. The Serie A has agreed on a June 13th resumption date following a video call with all 20 clubs in the Italian League on Wednesday. The return is subject to government approval. All right. Finally, guys, today is National Apple Pie Day. Hmm. I feel like we've had that recently because I, I taught, or was it cherry pie? Day? It was cherry pie. I, I, cherry pie. Yeah, because I've ago. done I've done the bit that I don't think fruit pies are very good. You know, like a, a French a French silk pie, a pecan pie. Uh, I don't I don't love a fruit pie. They're crazy. What? Good old fashioned apple pie, man. Yeah, it's just not my thing. With the cinnamon and the little the little jelly, sweet jelly crap. I don't know what it is. Come on, you're crazy. Yeah, nah, it's not it's not my thing. I, don't, I much prefer a, a like a chocolate uh, chocolate brownie sundae over that. Like I, like I would never purposely choose apple pie. Well, if it's time. out at the cookout, you know what I mean. Like if it's out at the cookout. But if you had a menu with different dessert selections, would you ever choose apple pie? Actually, yes. After key lime, I'm going key lime over everything in the world. And then if really, we got an apple, yeah. Oh, I love over key lime. a brownie sundae. I don't like. I don't like chocolate. I don't over like chocolate. Over a brookie, I don't like no damn brookies. <laughs> I have to make it so uh, so angry. It's just a brookie. Because <laughs> a brownie and cookie is the same thing. They're just shaped different. <laughs>
No, no, no. That's what yes, that's one of your worst all-time takes. That's the it, it's exactly what it is. They're the same ingredients. They're just shaped different. A brownie and a, and cookie, a cookie. The same ingredient. Same thing. They just shaped different. And one is cooked it, longer than the other one. One is one is crispier and one is mushy at the bottom. They are the same ingredients. Same it, that thing. is Hey, what happened to Pitbull? People want to know. It's <laughs> 305. What's Dolly, wrong with Dolly, you today? God bless. What happened to you today? You're not going to believe me, but my alarm didn't go off. (laughs) I swear. I swear. Guys, you have to. Everybody has to forgive me for this. I'm going to blame my my iPhone. I promise you it did not go off. I promise. Solana. Hawk has a teenage son. I I was just about to say, I think I have two of them now. Bro, you can't use the alarm didn't go off. The alarm did not go off. I, I promise you on everything that I own, the alarm didn't go off. I'm I'm fabriglasted. What are you? What are you again? What is it? Fabriglasted? Flabbergasted? What are you? You're fiberglass? How is it again? Flabbergasted? Fiberglassed. You're fiberglassed? All right. We'll take you out on the ocean later today. Get a little, uh... He's a grady white. <laughs> He's flabbergasted. He goes, What'd you say you were fabberglasted? <laughs> flabbergasted. Flabbergasted. <laughs> hey, man. I don't use that word again. Find some synonyms. I can't believe my alarm on. didn't go off. I am fiberglass. <laughs> hey, guys, can I say something real quick? Please. <laughs> I'm fabric, whatever, gasted. He's been off all day. He showed up kind of late. We were supposed to work on some stuff. We didn't get anything done. Oh, he's, he's really? Wow. Mm. Yes. Yeah, speak the truth, Dan. I like this. I like that. A lot of people will be afraid to do that. So, 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 so there's something going on with Solana today. Seems that way. All right. Mm, maybe some relationship stuff. You never know. Oh, interesting. Remember, and we're celebrating he- Falero's birthday today. He might be a tinge jealous. Yeah. That would make anybody fiberglass. I am Fabergé egged. <laughs> Damn, Solana. Oh, my He's God. That is precious. I am fabberglasted. <laughs> you have anything else in the headlines? He left. Misplaced. Uh, <laughs> he mis- hit it. Mis- <laughs> he hit it. <laughs> misplaced the, uh, the L there. Uh, right now in South Florida, it is partly cloudy. <laughs> 81 degrees. He was so... Oh, my God. You guys are not going to believe this. The alarm didn't go off. I am fabriglasted. Huh? How did you hear that word? That was so great. He was trying to hammer home his point. Yeah. Now I'm going to Now I'm gonna let them know that I'm not I'm not good with this either because I don't like it. And I am fabriglasted. Who's with me? Huh? That guy on damn um, Fat Albert. I'm going to booby the bobby the beebity fabriglasted. Can I just do weather so I don't have to talk Please. again for a while? Yeah. Please. 81 degrees, mostly cloudy right now in South Florida. Tonight, the lows will drop into the lower 70s. Just an 80% chance you won't experience rain today in South Florida. Air quality is good. That is your weather. By the way, a bunch of people texting in Dan Day. They're calling you Takashi 69 I mean, this Dan Day uh, comes out of nowhere ratting me out. A2 Brute. <laughs> got me on that one i can't lie i sold out my man solana so eh sometimes you got to do what you got to do it's always fun as you can hear on hawk and crowder three to six right here on 560 the joe speaking of having fun 
Who had more fun in the NBA than Dennis Rodman on and off the court? It's his 59th birthday. You know he's celebrating tonight. Here's what Phil Jackson had to say the first time he met Dennis Rodman. I was awful. I walk into Jerry Cross's house. He's sitting on a couch. He's got a pool boy hat over his eyes. He's got the rings in his nose and his mouth. And he doesn't stand up to meet me. So I said, stand up, Dennis. Take your hat off, shake hands. Let's go outside and talk. We had to break bread then at the house. So basically said, Dennis, you want to come play for the Bulls? I said, I don't care. Whatever. What's up? Whoa, Phil Jackson said, let's go outside and talk. Telling you, man, the Zen master is not scared. Don't be scared. We're going to keep it going all night long with more sports talk, and we'll be back tomorrow with our regular lineup here on 560 The Joe. More details, www.wqam.com, radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am Dan Day, and this is the best of the Joe show. Later, slug. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.